0: Tariyag, Day 61, Mitzvah Shin Pei and that's the mitzvah of Shmiras HaMikdash, of guarding the Beis HaMikdash. We learn from a Apostle, that says, that the Kainim and the Levim were instructed to guard the Mayad, not because they were afraid of thieves, but it was an honor guard, and the fact that they were guards on duty around the Beis HaMikdash, or around the Mishkan, added prestige and honor to the, to the Besamekdash because I'll say there is not domer a palace which is guarded to a palace which is not guarded. The Konim and the levim were both instructed in this mitzvah the difference was that the koanim would watch the Besamekdash from the inside within the walls of the azara and the levim would watch from the outside the Mishnah tells us in Mesechas that there were 24 guards on duty. Three of them were Khanim, and the other 21 were levim. And then there was someone in charge of the Mishmaris, of the watchers of the guards. It was called the Ish Harabais and he used to circle the Harabais to make sure that all the guards were awake on their duty. If he would greet one of them and they wouldn't respond to him, and he would see that that guard had been sleeping, he was allowed to either hit him with his stick or to burn his clothing. And that would be a way to make sure that all the gods of the Beis HaMikdash would remain alert when they were on duty being gods. The reason for the mitzvah is the chinuch, like you said, but so many other mitzvahs regarding the Beis HaMikdash. And that is that the, being in the Beis HaMikdash or viewing the Beis HaMikdash is meant to instill the reverence of the place on the people who see it. And therefore, people who come there to Daven or to bring Banas will be in the right frame of mind of Yerushalayim, which being the Beis HaMikdash is supposed to engender. And therefore, the fact that they're guards increases the awe afforded to the place. This mitzvah applies only when there is a base of English, both the kohenim and the Vim, the males who are able to be active in guiding the base of not the yisraelim. And uh, if they would not do this mitzvah, they would have been revitalled. This mitzvah so say. mitzvah shin peites. And that is that the Ka'inim and the Levim shouldn't do each other's jobs. The Basuk says, Each person was assigned the what he was meant to do and the labor he was meant to perform. And from here we learn that they were instructed to do specifically the job allotted to them and not do a different job. So the Pasek says after that in the Lashon of the Negator, that those who their job was to be divim shouldn't come close to the clear HaKodesh, to the vessels of the vessel Mikdash, or to the Mizbeach. And then it says, mm-hmm. that they, the Vim shouldn't die for breaking, so to speak, the bounds of what they meant to do. And some of the koinim also would be instructed not to do what wasn't within their jurisdiction. The Pasuk also provides a punishment that there will be a chayyub misa for a lady who would try and do the job of a kohen. Not only that, the Gemara says that there were different jobs different Levim had. Some Levim had the job of opening and closing the gates of the they were called shayarim. Some Levim had the jobs of being the singers in the orchestra of the Shirus Levim. And the Gemara says that a levi who was meant to be. A singer, And he wanted to instead be one of those on gate jetty, would be Chay of Mesa. From the stand of, so to speak, doing a job not allotted to them. And the passage says, similarly, the Kohenim, if they would do jobs not allotted to them, it would also be Osir, except there we don't find the Chi of Mesa, it would just be Malchus. And this doesn't apply just to the job of a day, but it would be referring to the job of another Kohen as well. Right, the halacha says that they shouldn't touch the clerical, it doesn't necessarily touch it, it means use it to do a wider. The koinim and avim were divided into different groups, called mishmaros, and uh, each one was given a specific week where they, they were on duty, so to speak. Dobera Melech and Shmuel anavi divided the koinim and the avim into 24 groups, and therefore there was a rotation, of each week a different family of Kainim or Levim uh, would be on duty in the Besameidish and the Avodah of, of, of that week was their responsibility within each group it was broken up into seven family units and each day a different group of Kainim would be the ones to do that day's However there were the people officials in charge of different Tafkidim, different duties in the Megdash they had steady jobs for example, the person that like we said previously in charge, watching, in charge of watching the Levim on duty, the one in charge of deciding who does which avoider, the one who used to wake everyone up in the morning by announcing the daybreak, and there were other sets, Tafkidim, the Besamekdesh, which were given to a specific koanim to be in charge of. The reason for the mitzvah, the chenuch explains, that any job which there's more than one person who's responsible for the nature of people is each one relies on the other to do it and therefore it doesn't get done or it doesn't get done properly. And if that's the case, the fact that each avoider was determined for a specific person only meant that he felt the responsibility to carry it out to the best of his ability. This mitzvah applies when there was the a to the kohen and the levim. And as you saw previously, if a levi would do the job of a koin or a, levy, a different levy, he would be chayav Mesa. And if a koin would do the job of another coin, he'd be also of Mesa, according to the chinuch But if the coin would do the job of a lady, he'd be over a lab. But on that, if you don't find, there'd be a of Mesa. The of Mesa we're talking about is not Mesa, but Mesa Bede Shemain. Metzvah Shin Sadi, and that is that a czar, meaning a non-koin, is not allowed to work in the base of Mikdash. The pasuk says, the czar, a stranger, literally someone who's not a koin, should not come close, should not join in the void of the base of Mikdash. Project says again, <speaking in Hebrew> that the, the non-Konim should not come close to the is considered a sin for them and they can die from that. It doesn't mean come close in physical proximity and it means to come to do one of the avoiders, which are forbidden for a non-Konim to do, which means besides for the shhet of the carbon, any of the avoiders involving the carbon from then on are only the domain of the Konim. Even though all other avodas in the Besamikdash are forbidden to, non-koinim, there are only four avoiders we find that there's a penalty as well, and that if a non-koin would perform them, it would be khayev misubidash And these are Zrikot uh, Saddam, which is sprinkling the blood of the korban on the Mizbech, basically affecting the kapara, which the is meant to bring. Haktara, which means burning the fats or the organs of the animals on the Mizbech. Hakrava, which is by those which had to, like a mincha which had to be brought next to the wall of the Mizbech, and the Nisakh of the wine, which was also asked for, for a to do, as well as the Qataris. This is applies both to men and to ladies, when there was a the Mekdash, um, even though today there's no Bessam Mekdash, but if a person would want to build it and do some kind of a today the same Issa would apply, as well as the other Israel involved. So it would be either over a lab, or if a czar would do one of the four words we mentioned, it'd be chayav mitzvah d'ashemay. Mitzvah shin tzadi aleph, and that is shlone, levat l'shmiras ha-mikdash. We said before that they have to guard the base of Megdash. and now we saw another rule that is l'shmiras ha You have to, the kohen was instructed that he has to guard the god of the kodesh, which is interpreted here as a negative, not to. Allow the shmira's Mikdash to be unfulfilled. And therefore, we see over here that besides the Mitzvah's say of God in the best of Mikdash is also a negative. Make sure that it doesn't get, so to speak, neglected. Applies to the Shmiris of the best of Mikdash as well. Mitzvah Shin Tzadi Base, and that's the Mitzvah of redeeming a firstborn son. We learn from the Pasuk, which says, We meant to redeem a firstborn of people, and that is redeeming from the Kayan. And somebody that Pasuk says in Shema'is, it says, Every firstborn, whether it's a firstborn child or a firstborn animal, Hashem says it's his. And that means it has to be redeemed, and it's redeemed by giving money to the kain. Since the Torah uses the word rechem, literally the one who opens the womb, therefore it's not necessarily the first living child. If there had been a previous miscarriage of a developmental stage that the mother would be considered the Yolades, if you given birth, then that, that first child would be the one who was rechem, opened, opened the womb. And if that's the case, the second child, so to speak, even though he's a surviving child, would not need a pedionabe. Obviously, a non-born child or a child who dies in childbirth also doesn't need a event Which is why the passage says, one's one redeems the child, so to speak, from 30 days old, the Gemara says 30 days, the child's called a benchayama, which means he's already considered a healthy child who is meant to live. There's no unknown, so to speak, medical issues which were unclear at the time when he was born. The mitzvah of is a mitzvah on the father. And if the father doesn't do the mitzvah of being prayed to his son, <coughs> then it becomes a mitzvah on the son himself when he gets older to pray to himself. The Torah says the amount of money to be given to pray to the son is five slime And we can either give them in money or in other metal in other objects which are worth that amount of money. However, a person can't use things which don't have intrinsic money value, such as slaves or stars or even property as have event The money can either be given to one coin or to a number of coinim but since the Post says iron one of, we understand it has to be given to a male coin and not to a lady cohenis. The money of the pigeon doesn't have intrinsic kedusha, and therefore once the coin receives the money if he wants to return it to the Israel or to give it as a gift to Israel he's allowed to do that. However, the Jew can't give the money to the coin on that's a condition that it gets returned to him because of that, I guess, it's not considered that he gave anything. Although the eke mitzvah is for the father to give money to the coin in the five slum, and to use it to pay to his son, and then since he's doing a mitzvah, he would say two brachas, the first one is the brach of a sheke d'shanu and the second one would be shechiyanu, like any mitzvah, which only comes at rare occasions. But nevertheless, we see in the that the Rishonim bring that they used to make much more of a ceremony out of the mitzvah, and therefore the Ramban, for example, writes that what they would do is that then the ta- when the Kain once was was asked to be the one to be paid to the son, he first asks the father. Which one would you prefer? Would you prefer the the your son, or would you prefer to keep the money? And the father would say, I preferred my son, and I want to use the money to be paid to him. And then the, the and will make his brother, he will give it to the coin. The coin will take the money. He'll hold him over the head of the child, and he'll say, This is in place of this. The chiluf says, the says, the which means the money goes to the coin and this child shall grow up to life and for Torah and become a He writes Yehirotan shek Hashem she nechon slapuriyon kan yekon us the Torah l'chop l'masim toibim and everyone says amen. Afterwards the Ramban brings up the coin, puts his hands on the head of the baby and he gives the brach of the coin. Him. As well as the psokim, Hashem sheymrech, Hashem sheguard you, ki orych yom moshnoz chayim yosif aloch, Hashem shey give you a long life. And Hashem yishmarcho mikol roh yishmores nafshecho. Hashem should guard you from any evil, from any harm. Right. And uh, that's the what the Ramban brings. What the Chinuch brings is another Nusach of a bracha which the Kayan says. And that is that after first bringing with uh, wine and hadassim, so you can make the bracha of Agafen and the bracha of Barim Nevesamim, which parenthetically he brings because that's the meaning of the Svadim Ashkenazim make the bracha of Hagaf and then make the bracha of Bussamim but then he brings another bracha um, which I will read out but it's not said today the the nus of the Nusogdach the Kor makes the bracha Barakat Hashem alakeinu melechaylam Ashay Kiddish ubar bimei who made the fetus holy, so to speak, right in his mother's womb at forty days of gestational age, he split up his organs into all the two hundred forty eight organs of a human being. he burned him in the He surrounded him with his flesh and his skin. And internally, he branched out all his bones, so to speak, and his sinews. He received oil his eat inside. wash this to enjoy. two to guard him when he's in his mother's womb. You, did the, you kept him alive. And you did with him. his mother says, this is my firstborn son." It was the first child to open, so to speak, the the womb. am <speaking> is <in Hebrew> The father is "My firstborn son," and therefore I'm a I'm to redeem him. And then the coin finishes his <speaking in> bracha. <Hebrew> of the Which is again the of the bracha. It's not there today. the Ben's, but it's brought down by the chinuch. This mitzvah applies in every place in time with uh, first born children to parents who both of them are not or Levim. And the mitzvah, like we said before, is dafka on the father, not on the mother. She's not to, to redeem her first born son. Similarly, so Koyim and Levim um, aren't Mitzvah to be paid to their children because they could be used to pay to other children. And therefore, even if the mother is a bas or a bas the child will be parted from and Noben. If a person has a child, he has to be potter and he's over this mitzvah and he die, he's not to him after 30 days, so if the child thereafter dies, he's been avatled this mitzvah and is no longer able to fulfill it, because even if the 30-day time route is come and gone, the child still needs to be redeemed for as long as he's alive. Even though we said previously that when the child becomes a godel, he is now to avoid void of himself if it hasn't yet been done. The chinuch also brings that it would still be a responsibility of the father to be to him, even if he's no longer a cotton. Mitzvah Shin Tzadi Bahem When it comes to a firstborn kosher animal, that is Asakaidesh, there was not allowed to redeem the firstborn animal as opposed to what we saw by people, that there's a method to redeem a firstborn child, or even by a donkey, there's a method to redeem a firstborn donkey, right, there's no method to redeem a firstborn kosher animal. And the Apostle says, And that means they're meant to be brought as a carbon. And therefore, only applies to those animals which can be brought as a carbon, which means a firstborn calf, a firstborn of a goat and a firstborn lamb. Instead, it's meant to be given to the kohen, and the kohen is meant to sacrifice it as a carbon, and he gets to eat the meat, like what so Therefore, the kohen also is not allowed to sell the Bukhar he's given because it's a carbon which he only has the right to eat. However, today, when there's no base in and therefore it can't be as a carbon, and it also can't be used because it's kodesh. So it has, has to wait until it gets a mum, and then when it gets a mum, and it loses its ability to be brought on the Mizbech, and therefore loses its Kedushah, then it can be eaten by the coin and shackled wherever. And therefore today, since it's not it's not intended for the Beis HaMikdash, because unfortunately we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, the coin would be allowed to sell it, even before it gets a mum, you would rather turn out the coin or to Yisra. Similar to the case of a Bukhar, which has a balmum, um, in the Tandabas the Amidash, it can be sold, it loses kedusha. But even today, when it, when it can be sold, it definitely can't be Shechdid until it gets a mum, because uh, only then does it lose the status of being Kacha. Gotcha. However, Hazal made restrictions, and there's of uh, because it was, once, have kedusha, once it did once have Kaddisha, one's not allowed to sell uh, the meat of a Bukhar in the public marketplace for selling meat. This mitzvah applies in Eretz Yisrael, even though it's not necessarily land-based, but uh, we learn from the Ptukim that it says hekesh, uh, a comparison between the bachor of animals to the mice and the trimmer of crops, and therefore we learn that they both only apply in Eretz Yisrael. And it doesn't make a difference whether it's a bachor of or not, the den of B'khar will also apply. This mitzvah applies also to kohen and Levim, which means even though they don't have to give the Bukhar to a kohen or levi, but they have to treat it as kohanim and bring it as a carbon, where, and or wait till it gets the mum in order to shecht it uh, for their own use. Even if one would try and transfer the kedusha of the Bukhar onto some other animal or onto money, and it'll be over this lav, he nevertheless not going to work but the in Kedushah the Bechor is intrinsic and the apple can't be removed from it as long as it doesn't have a move